Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I am the creator of my own energy. I hold firm knowing all is well. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today we want to talk to those of you who have experienced or are currently experiencing panic attacks, social anxiety, raw, cold fear, um, just anxiety in general. I mean, these are, these are feelings that obviously come and go throughout the course of a normal life. But sometimes for whatever reason, we get into a pocket of our life where it's very intense and very condensed. For some people, they can't even leave the house. For other people, there's triggers. So every time a phone rings or something happens, they get a flood of cold fear going through their body. They feel paralyzed. They don't know how to act. There might be a situation looming that they don't know how to deal with. Maybe it's a confrontation that they're terrified about having or a conversation that they know they need to have or something that they need to do, a fear they need to face. Um, so whatever it is for you, uh, the advice we're going to give today is going to be applicable to, to whatever it is. We're going to be focusing in on the feelings in your body and how to release them and let them go and minimize them. It's such a challenging time, isn't it, when you're really in the full-blown emotion of fear. It's a, one of the yuckiest. I reckon grief and fear are the two oh, yuckiest yes. because they really hurt inside the body. Like you really feel they the pain. They stop you from functioning. Like mm. you really can find it. So, and you can't get away from it. You know, the mind chatter, the emotion, it's just constantly there, the yeah. body and anxiety. You can't eat, it's can't just sleep. dreadful. Can't. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is that it will pass. It absolutely will pass. The second thing is you're going to get an amazing gift out of this. There's always huge self-growth in this that ends up, that you will end up looking back and being so grateful for that scenario. But what do you do when you're right in it? Mm, mm. So I find when I'm in that situation, and thankfully touch wood, I haven't been in that situation for a few years. Um, and it's certainly not anything that anybody wishes upon themselves or is in a hurry to get into. However, what I actually did was I totally submerged myself, myself in the teachings of Abraham. So, Jane, without now, giving away the whole situation, can you explain how long you were in fear for and a bit of why you were in yeah, fear? Yeah, I think it went on for about 18 months. That long? Yeah, yeah. But it, did it come and go in waves? Or? Yes, yes, it did. It was the same topic. So it was, but it was, so it was the same topic, a story that was playing out mm -hmm. that there would be heightened moments when I was involved with these people and then it would disappear for a while and then it would come back in again. It would disappear. Uh, well, not, it would never totally disappear until the situation was resolved for all of our, and that was the thing. The first thing I did was I committed to wanting an outcome that had all of us winning. Because I truly believe the universe is so magical that they can absolutely, they, he, them, it, whatever. She. <laughs> she. The universe, this infinite field of possibilities can create a better scenario than I can come up with my mind. And in that situation, none of us could come up with a solution that was going to work for all of us. There was going to be winners and losers. And that's not what you want. Well, it's not what I wanted. I wanted everybody to win. So that took time, yeah. but that was the only outcome I was going to have because I cared about these people. I cared about them a lot. 
So it had to be where we all felt that we were getting what we wanted out of the, out of the scenario. So that was my first intent. So then the anxiety was always there, but it would be more heightened at certain times. And at other times it was, it was duller, like a dull pain. So one minute the pain would be 10 and then another moment it might be a two. Mm. Now two, you can be highly functioning on 10, nothing else happening. I can't talk about anything else. I can't do anything else. I've got to deal with this right now. So for me, because it went on so long, I really had to find some long-term solutions that were going to get me functioning while staying in the fear. And so the teachings of Abraham is uh, a, a collective group of consciousness that is channeled by Esther Hicks. Now, I know we've mentioned her before and, and the group before. I cannot tell you enough to go and check out their YouTube clips. I mean, I've got endless DVDs. I've bought lots of their stuff. I've been following their work for years and years. However, there's so much free content that you can get just on YouTube. Just pop into the Google bar, Abraham Esther Hicks um, fears anxiety, and they've got lots of short 13-, 15-minute little yes. recordings just on how to vibrationally master your fears. It's fantastic It is stuff. absolutely amazing. Mm. In fact, I've actually dished out this tool to two gorgeous friends in the last month, both going through big challenges, and both of them instantly, within 10 minutes, had texted me to say, I'm watching YouTube, I feel better. Yeah. It's that powerful. Now, I can't really explain their magic. I just know that they are vibrationally balancing uh, energies that it works. It's it very, works. It's so calming. Yeah. It's reassuring. It's peaceful. It's empowering. Somehow you feel empowered. It's a very, very, very clear, fine, high-tuned vibration that, that comes through the Abraham stuff, which will cut through all of your mud. It really, really will. It will go straight to your heart. And it will bring a feeling like a, ah, like a, like that feels true. And it's, it's a relief. It's like a reassurance at a vibrational level. Yeah. And it's also this beautiful feeling of all is well. Yeah. All is well. Absolutely. And you actually believe it. So what that does is it takes the edge off of everything. So you can continue to be functioning. And actually through that period, I had so many moments of joy. You know, lots of moments of joy. Sometimes so I think wasn't... the irony is that when you're going through something really horrible in your life, it actually sharpens the lens on things like beauty and appreciation because you have these little moments where you just think, oh, the sky is such a beautiful colour and you just have that moment where you appreciate it and then you go back to the shit. But you just, it's funny because yeah. I've, I've noticed that too. But like Jane was saying, you know, when she went through her fear with the Abraham stuff, she had it pumping on every single device. I, did. You could think I had of. it on my laptop. I had it on my TV. I've got, had it on my phone and my iPad. And in the car. And I submerged, well, that's, I listened to it off my phone in the car. And I just submerged myself 24-7. The other thing I did was I found a song that really resonated with my power of who I am as a person. So it was really important to get the lyrics exactly what I wanted. And I anchored that song. So what I did was I, I played that song in joy, forgetting about the fear situation. I played it with joy of just being just me in this song, belting out the lyrics, feeling really, really good. Yeah. Music, great, great exactly. release. Exactly. Yeah. 
And then what happened was when something really good happened in my life, I instantly put the song on straight away so that I started to anchor the vibration of that song with good things happening, with good outcomes. So then after sitting and when I went into final, um, what ended up being the most beautiful final resolution for all of us, which funnily enough was all over with within two minutes. Um, after 18 after months, 18 months. <laughs> because the solution came, the solution came of what was right for all of us. And it was effortless and easy once it was apparent. Um, and so what I had done the 24 hours prior was actually literally submerged myself for 24 hours outside of a sleep period in, I did nothing else. I, I did nothing with either of my businesses. I had no communication. I mean, I, I functioned with my family, but it was literally just what I absolutely had to do. Outside of that, I submerged myself in Esther Hicks' work. And then when I got in the car, I shifted gears to celebration mode where I played that song over and over. So it probably got played about um, six or seven times in the drive from here to where I was meeting everyone. And that worked for me incredibly, mm. incredibly. Mm. So some things you can do with your body as well. When your body is absolutely, the cortisol's going crazy, you've got just pure adrenaline and fear running through your body, just like you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, that kind of a fight or flight response. Well, so the body's going through exactly the same mm. thing. So... You know, we all, you know, people say things like, oh, well, you know, when you're in those sort of periods of your life, just, you know, rest up and nurture and drink more water and go out in the sun and do your exercise and sleep well. And I mean, they're not, they're cliches for a reason because they are good, grounded, solid things that you need to support your body with. Do your downward dog on the floor or even just if you look at athletes and warriors and the Maoris doing the haka in the stadium, it's about the breath work. You want to be breathing really deep breaths right into the bottom of your stomach and then pushing that air out and with the push out, all the anxiety and the pent-up fear and the stuff in your body, like really blow it out and do that quite fast a few times just to get the chi and the energy moving in your body and to release some of that pent-up tension. Now, I think one of the most powerful things you can also do, it's subtle but so powerful, is go to a really good holistic or spiritual homeopath and get under the tongue drops. Now, we all know about rescue remedies and emergency essences and those kind of things. So those you can buy those in any sort of health food shop or pharmacy. But those are great. Just you put them under the tongue, like even if you just have to do some public speaking or you're about to go in and have an argument with someone or, you know, a job interview or anything that's a little bit high tension, just pop those drops under the tongue. Don't have them near, you know, toothpaste if you just brush your teeth or hot drinks or food or anything. Just at a time when you haven't eaten for a while, pop them under the tongue then. Um, but a good homeopath will also give you some very, very powerful tonics that will really shift and move the energy fields of your body. Um, so things like, for example, if you need to speak your truth to someone, they can give you something like staff, which will bring the truth out of you. They can give you things like pulsatilla, which bring you to a very nurturing, childlike, supportive, loving energy. And it's also good for children who are going through stress. It's a great drop to have in the house to put in drink bottles, send the kids off to school if they've been a bit stressy. Um, so there's lots of different sorts of combinations of elixirs that can be blended to assist your body. You can also pour a hot bath and put seven of the drops of the, the, the flower essence or the homeopathic essence into the bath and actually submerge your whole body, your energy fields and your chakras into that that vibration that you're trying to retune, recalibrate and rebalance. Another tool that I found worked really well for me was that 
you've got to be careful who you surround yourself with at these in these particular times. It's you've got nothing left to give to anybody else emotionally. And so if you've got friends or family that are really, you know, they've got some drama going on and they want to be, you know, picking your brains or asking you to do things, now's not the time. You've got to have healthy boundaries and go, no, I can't right now. But what I did do was I made sure that I had really good fun moments in my life with people who knew what I was going through, but it was, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I can't, this has been talked to death. I'm not talking about it. I just want to be and I want to have some fun. And so I did some really good lighthearted things. But at the same time, if I started to get a bit melancholy or a bit anxious, they knew what was going on. So they just kind of mm. went for the distraction, mm. which was really good. Schedule little things to look forward to. And I'm not talking that's, like that's, I guess what I'm saying. That's actually tickets. what I did do. Like it could, it could be big things like movie tickets, but it could just be really small things like, um, I, today at four o'clock, I know I'm going to watch that favorite TV show and that's just going to be half an hour. I don't have to think about anything. And just, you know, you can just hang on to that all day. I'm going to have my, that four o'clock is going to be something that feels really good for me, really nice and fun for me. Just little things like that. Beautiful. I also feel that you need to watch how much you're telling your story. So when you're in fear, the, the temptation is to tell every single person that you know your story because you're hoping that somebody's going to fix it for you. But really what you're doing is staying in the story. Victim stuff. Too. And that's why we want you to be listening to Esther Hicks stuff because you're actually going to be moving out of the victim story into the victory story. So the more that you tell your story, the more that you're staying in that stuck vibration. Now, part of that is why it took 18 months for my story to play out. Now, maybe if I'd spent less time in the story and more time in the fixing, it would have resolved sooner. I don't know because there were also other people involved, so it's mm. not just me. But um, I really feel that's so important to watch how many people you're telling the story to. Now, I remember somebody once saying to me, I can't remember who it was, but I thought this was so clever. If you need to tell more than three people your story, you're just a drama king or queen. Yeah. You're creating drama. You're creating attention. You're attention seeking. Yeah. You're you're being needy. Whereas to discuss with three very well selected, perhaps they're all slightly different types of friends or colleagues or, or people that you respect. Mm. You're going to get enough wisdom from those three people for you to be able to go okay. I can't see the wood for the trees. When you're in fear, it's very hard to see your own stuff. You speak to three other people who will give you their suggestions, their solutions, their ideas of how to move forward. If you keep going to more and more, you're also creating a tribe that is now involved in your energetic story. And every time they see you or speak to you or text you or Facebook you or whatever, they're going to be saying stuff to you like, you know, what's going on? Give me the update. Give me the update. Exactly. Give me the update. And you're staying in this low level vibration. But you're also now, the more people you ask for their opinion, you're now being accountable to them. They've invested in this. They want to know what you've decided. So if you've chosen to go down a different path than perhaps some of the people you've shared the story with, you've now probably energetically feel like you need to explain why. So this whole story gets bigger and bigger and bigger mm. until you actually can't manage that energy. So it's so important that you really hold it in with just those few very trusted, safe people that you can share your stuff with, that you respect their opinions, their wisdom, and then hold it at that and let that fester away, that pot kind of, that information 
sink into you and let you check it in with your own internal guidance system till you can really think, yeah, which is the right direction for you. And then you submerge yourself in Esther Hicks and you hook right out of the low-level vibration, get up to the solution, and then go about making it happen. Because we all know how powerful, of course, words and languaging your world and your reality and NLP and stuff is. So if somebody says to you, you know, you might even just pop down to your local Cairo or your dentist and they say, how are you? And you go, oh, terrible, actually. And it's like well, you're telling yourself that. And you, and like James saying, you're actually magnifying that, that, that effect. So you want to be very careful how you word what you're going through, even to yourself, even if you're having a, one of the worst days, one of the worst days of your life, or it's a real down moment. You have to be your cheerleader at this point, and you have to back yourself and just reiterate to yourself calmly and firmly, I'm strong, I am grace, I'm here, I'm queen, I am like whatever those words are. And it's, it's like little affirmations that run over and over. And I find for myself, if I get into fear loops, I really have to stop the thought, stop the thought, and I'll use things like the infinite love and gratitude to replace it with or just just beautiful words I'll just bring in and I'll say those over and over and over on a loop to take myself. You know, Esther Hicks, uh, Abraham, always talks about how any thought that you give 17 seconds to. That's all it takes to shift your vibration. Yeah, but that, but the, that, that you need to be aware of that if you're in the negative because if you're going around and around and around, you're really laying down neural pathways of the negative. So you want to catch those thoughts and just change them. Even if you don't believe it, just keep changing it. But here's another tool that I, I know I've spoken of this in podcast was a long, long time ago, but it's called reaching for a better feeling thought, mm. which actually is one of the tools of um, – of the teachings of Abraham. And so it's about reframing a statement. So your statement uh, could be that, what's an example? Um, let's say that you are, see, I'm, see I, we just did, last. was it last week we did the podcast on privacy? Yes. See, this is where I get a bit clumsy in sharing our stories because I'm constantly aware it's, it's not my story to share. So I'm trying to give the same guts of the story, but, change it enough so that nobody's identifiable in it because it's not my story to share yeah, yeah. that we need to use the examples okay so let's think of a work scenario that um that you are being considered for there's a couple of you being considered for a promotion but you've just got a gut feeling it's not going to be you and it's going to break your heart and you're in fear because you think you're going to get demoted and all of the, everything that's going on around it so you might be going, how am I going to survive if I if I don't get this promotion? I'll have less money, blah, blah, blah. There's your fear story all going on. Whereas you can change it to something a little bit more up the rank a bit, which is um, this situation will be resolved soon for everybody's highest good. So there's truth in that. You know the situation is going to be resolved soon. You're not sure that it's for everyone's highest good. You think it might be for everyone's highest good except yours that you're kind of just going to have some faith in that so you reach a little bit up, whereas you're not saying, I'm going to get the rock star job, I'm going to get a zero on the end of my pay packet, yay, woohoo, bring it on. That's not going to remove your fear. It would if you said it a 100 times to yourself, wrote it out a 100 times every day and submerged yourself in it for 24-7. That actually would work. <laughs> However, most reality is that most people aren't going to do that. So you just want to get into something that, that – so you keep reaching for that better feeling thought. So let's say you do believe that, that this situation will be resolved soon for everyone's highest good. Well, then if you believe that easily and you're still in fear, though, push for a little bit better, which is um, I have I, I all that is required, everything that I require in life is provided effortlessly and easily to me. So then it's not even about this job any longer. It's about your life and your history that has always said you are well 
taken care of. Everything is okay. Mm. It is a discipline to really get into everything. Is it your thoughts? Is it your your body that's feeling things? Is it the story that you're telling? You just got to be so disciplined in getting out of the mud and into the sunlight. There's that beautiful Native American Indian story where, you know, the chief or the father says to the son that there's two wolves uh, at war inside you and one is basically fear and one is love and the child says, well, which one wins? And he says, the one that you think, you know, and this is, ah, this is a, nice. to do with how we are surrendering our power. And the thing with fear is fear is it comes up in people's lives when it's hooked into some very deep emotions that need some looking at. Emotions like often self-worth, self-empowerment, control, like the need to be in control or the, the inability to surrender, to flow and accept. Um, oh, it, you're listing it, so many of them that I went hmm. through in that 18 months. Fear of failure, fear of it, – it's because, you know, sometimes I'll counsel someone who's just saying, well, uh, like I've got a degree in this or I'm certified in that, but I can't begin. I don't know how to, you know, start that group or teach that thing or start that class or that website. And well, it's not that I don't know how to. They're saying that the fear comes up in them. You know, in, in situations like that, I'd say chunk it down real small and start with something very, very small that you can't fail that's very, very safe with trusted friends before you launch it on a mob of 30 unknown strangers. You know, you don't want to just completely throw yourself into the middle of your own worst nightmare. You start to come in just to the very edges of the fear and play there for a while till you get comfortable then you can push a little bit further in. Um, but the thing about fears as well is let's reframe it. Let's start to view fear, and as crazy as this sounds for those of you that might be in fear right now, start to view your fear as a welcome friend because fear is a, is a door. So when different fears and triggers and, and panic and anxiety floods through your body, it's the universe showing you that these are opportunities for you to be bigger and push further than you are. You are staying in a comfort zone and you are resisting it. And it's you are what you are resisting is your ability for greatness and for power and for worth and for the next level in your life. And as long as you resist it, these yucky, discordant feelings are going to keep thrumming away in your body because it's like your body's saying, this isn't you, this isn't who you are. What are you doing sitting here on the bleachers? You're not really in your place of power. You need to push through this and do what you need to do. Okay, so when the fears come up, I want you to view them as doorways and I want you to push yourself to feel the fear and do it anyway, to go through those doorways, to have the conversation, to make the decision, to put yourself out there, to have the confrontation, to jump off the cliff, to do whatever it is that you need to do. And there's a huge element of trust that comes with that trust in yourself. And in this, you get to learn the fantastic lesson of trust in the person that you know you are. Trust in who you know yourself to be. You don't need to rely on other people or uncontrollable situations or other things. You know yourself. And Jane always talks about joining the dots and gathering the evidence. You've had a lifetime of, of being able to look at what you can trust in yourself and lean on in yourself. Use that now. Use that as your foundation stone to push through the doors of fear and see what comes to you when you get through the fear onto the other side. And do you know what? You're going to be so fine. You're, and the gifts. So the gifts fine. are extraordinary. Let's talk about the gifts. I had no idea. Now, this might so others might laugh when they hear this, but I had no idea how controlling I was. I had none, zero, would never in a million years have described myself as controlling. Well, what a wake-up call when I realized I actually was. I was so controlling. I was holding things so tightly it wasn't funny. I did not know how to surrender. Mm -hmm. And when I started to acknowledge that, 
I then tried to really gently let go of certain things. And, oh, my God, had the weight on my shoulders lifted. It was bizarre. So the universe was trying to give me this gift that I'm thinking, no, no, why am I in this fear? Why have I got this drama? Why is this story playing out? Because I needed to learn about control and I needed to learn about, learn about letting go and feel how incredible it feels and how much lighter I felt when I didn't have to, you know, run everything in my life, absolutely everything. And that lesson then trickled into every area of your every life. Every area, yeah. every area. Maybe a little bit too far as I look around my house now, which is so messy. Fortunately. <laughs> don't look back, don't look. Podcasts are not visual. <laughs> I'd let you all see it because it's part of my truth of where I'm at at the moment with my life. <laughs> The gifts of facing any fear, though, are that you are going to become, it's like taking pieces of a puzzle and putting them back together and building back together the true picture of who you really are. It's not that you've you lost those pieces. They've always been with you, but they've been underused or lying dormant or you haven't really owned them. You need to really come into your power on this sort of stuff because, of course, the opposite to fear, or you can say love, but it's love is self-power and self-worth and self. It's all of that that real ownership of yourself, of trust, of faith, of hope, and of just trust in the universe, trust in divine outcome, trust in the blueprints of your divine plan and your purpose, trust in the stepping stones that are getting you there and listening to the red flags and the signals and the intuitions that meet you along your path that either show you you're way off your path or there's something that needs to be absolutely looked at, absolutely looked at. Now, for people who are in genuinely dangerous situations, they may have an AVO, a restraining order on someone. They may have a violent ex that they've had to escape from. They've been stalked, harassed, threatened, etc. Look, I've, I've worked closely for about five years with a woman in this situation, and we've talked so much about how the day that she fully stops bleeding a little bit of her power out to that man energetically and vibrationally, he will finally once and for all stop leaving stuff stuck on her windows and slid under her door and so forth. And, you know, she really understands that and she's done a lot of work around that. And this is the kind of thing you can't talk about to the normal person in the street and the normal policeman because when we talk about protecting people from true dangers just vibrationally, it's it's a sensitive topic and obviously you still need to enact the physical boundaries that you need to put in place for the protection of yourself, your children or whatever is at stake. But this is about owning your emotional game. It's about owning your power, knowing that you've done nothing wrong, that you have nothing to be ashamed of, that it's your human right to happiness to peacefulness, to freedom, and that those are qualities that you need to claim in yourself so that this situation can really neutralize and dissipate. It starts, begins, and ends with you. You will never have control over another person in this lifetime or another energy. All you can control is yourself in the now moment. The past is full of fear. The future is full of fear. You can project. You can worry. You can imagine. You can do. All of that stuff is not real. It is not real. The only thing you control is emotion and the emotion that you are feeling and holding in this moment. And that's why we say language your reality appropriately. Breathe deeply. Hold your space and come into a deeper groundedness and connectedness with yourself. 
Beautifully said, Beck. Oh, channeled. Absolutely gorgeous. I could come up with that on my own. <laughs> well, yes, you could. You're one of the wisest people I know. Thank you, Jane. One of the most beautiful things that comes out of this too, though, is that when you really do commit to embracing or facing your fear vibrationally to empower yourself to create the reality that you want is when you do create it. And as you just said, when the whatever situation, it dissipates. It's amazing. That's that is neutral. the most incredible feeling of standing in alignment as one with the universe and go, I did that. Sometimes I did it. you will not even have to deal with the person, the thing, the event, the object. Just the act of you shifting your vibration will dissipate the situation. Exactly. It's very powerful. I I actually had a true moment of, you know, that self-actualization feeling was like, wow. I felt like I had the golden key to the universe in that moment. Mm. And that gift would never have come if I'd not gone through the trauma I'd gone through. Yeah. Yeah. I am the creator of my own energy. I hold firm knowing all is well. It always is well, all is well, and all is well here on the couch. And if you'd like to join into a very well-being, well-feeling, touchy-feely community, we'd love you to talk to us, direct message us on Facebook if you've got ideas for shows, if you just want to share the journey you're going through, uh, our Facebook page Facebook.com forward slash love life show. And, of course, we have our own website, lovelifeshow.com. So until this time next week, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on the Wellness Couch. If you want to do something to support us, write us a review on iTunes. That would be a fabulous thing to do. And subscribe to our feed and ask other people to subscribe to our feed. That's probably the best thing that happens. Oh, that let's happen. spread the love, hey. Let's share the healing, share the love, share the vibration. The, the more sh- people that you share this kind of stuff with, the more that you are going to be surrounded with high vibrational, beautiful people. Let's get that worldwide shift happening today. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.